This is chapter zero, which is really a review of material that you should already know, but just in case you've forgotten it, it's been a while, you never quite understood it, um, or for whatever other reason, we're going to go through chapter zero a little bit quickly, but um, certainly you can spend as much time as you want going over the tapes, doing problems, and uh, making sure you're up to speed to do chapter one, two, and three, which are the bulk of the, the new material. So, section zero, whoops, zero, right, I'm too high, zero point one is solving linear equations. All right, solving equations is obviously one of the really important things that you have to be able to do in any math course. And linear equations, which are also first degree equations, are the simplest equations that you'll have to solve. So a typical example, or actually an easy example, would just be something like x plus 2 is equal to 5. Now, the reason this is called the first degree equation is because the variable x, okay, only appears to the first degree. No squares, no cubes, no other powers, no square roots, okay, nothing, nothing too exotic, just x. The numbers, right, can be whatever. They can be the square root of 2, it could be 5 squared. Okay, the numbers have no restrictions on them, but the variable can only be to the first degree. The default degree is 1, so that if, we don't, if you don't see a ver- I, a, an exponent, it is the first degree. Okay, so we have this first degree equation. It's also referred to as a linear equation, and we'll talk about this later, but if we drew the graph of a first-degree function, it is a straight line. So sometimes linear equations, sometimes first-degree equations. Right? These are first-degree equations in one variable. The variable, of course, can be x, y, z. Your favorite is x, but it can be t, m, s, whatever. The idea is exactly the same. So if we have this first-degree equation in x, and we want to solve it, what we have to do is figure out what value of x will make this equation true. And you just looking at it, I mean, this is a pretty easy one, right? Everybody sort of can just guess that what? What number plus 2 will be equal to 5? And of course, the answer is 3, right? But what we want to do is have a systematic way of solving the equation so that when we get more complicated equations that we can't just solve by inspection, we'll still be able to do them. So the idea for solving a first degree or linear equation is to isolate the x, isolate the variable, which in this example means we have to get rid of this plus 2, right? If we got rid of the plus 2, then x would be all by itself. So, how could we get rid of 
plus 2. Well, how can you get rid of adding 2? Well, if you subtracted 2 to the plus 2, then you would get 0, and it would go away. So if we subtract 2 from both sides of the equation, right, then on the left we'll just get x, and on the right we'll get 5 minus 2, which of course is 3. All right? We can then check our solution by seeing whether this value of x, in fact, makes this equation true or not. So if we check, right, we're just going to take x is 3 and substitute it into our original equation. Wherever we see an x, we'll put a 3, and we'll see if 3 plus 2 is, in fact, equal to 5. And again, this is a pretty easy example. So we do get that 5 is equal to 5, and our solution is correct. All right? Okay. If we go to a somewhat little bit more complicated example, um, 3x minus 2 is equal to 7. Okay? Again, it's a first-degree equation. The exponent that you don't see is a 1. But this time we have 3x rather than just x alone, or 1x. Okay, so how do we... Again, the, the strategy is to isolate the x. So what do we have to do? We have to get rid of the minus 2 first. Okay, how can we get rid of minus 2, subtract 2? Well, we could add 2 to both sides of the equation, which will give us what? 3x minus 2 plus 2 is 0, which we don't have to write, and 7 plus 2 is 9. So now we have a simpler equation, 3x equals 9, but we don't want 3x, we want 1x. So, how can we get rid of the 3? Well, there are two ways we could do it, which essentially are exactly the same. They just sound different, and you might think they look different. Okay, one way of getting rid of a 3 is to multiply by 1 third. 1 third times 3 is equal to 1. So one way we could do it is to multiply both sides of the equation by one-third. That would give us one-third times three is one, so that'll just be x equals nine times one-third is, well, here, I'll write it, nine over three, right? When you multiply fractions, you multiply the numerators, multiply the denominators. So 9 over 3 reduces to 3. All right? An alternative to multiplying by a fraction, which some of you may not like so much, is to just divide by 3, right? This, the left side of this equation says 3 times x. And what we want to get rid of is the 3. 
it's multiplying the x, so we could get rid of it by dividing by 3. If we divide both sides of the equation by 3, then 3x divided by 3 is 1x, we don't have to write the 1, and 9 divided by 3 is 3, right? And then we can check again to make sure that, in fact, if x is equal to 3, our original equation is true. And again, we'll take x equals 3, substitute it into the original equation for x, so we will have 3 times 3 minus 2, and the question is whether, in fact, that's equal to 7. 3 times 3 is 9 minus 2. 9 minus 2 is 7. So again, it checks and we have a correct solution.